Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, my friends, here you are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk, and you made a fantastic decision. What a way to start the day. It's good to be here. Thank you for joining us. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. We're on Facebook. Folks, I think we're back on YouTube. Are we back on YouTube? I may have Oz. Oz, check it. It looks like it's sending the data to YouTube as well. What do you know? If you're listening to me on YouTube, hear me say this, <clears throat> excuse me, loud and clear this morning. You better find another platform for uh, consuming the program because we will not be on there. They're not going to let us. I'm telling you, they've already gone back and dinged us twice for some silly nonsense. Um, download the podcast. That's the best way. Join our email newsletter. We just uh, just went out last night. We wrote a Actually, starting a new column that you can catch on our email uh, newsletter list, com slash subscribe. But download the podcast is probably the best way to hear this program on a regular basis without the interference. Or, of course, listen on, on Freedom 95 in Indianapolis. But anyway, good to be here. Thanks for joining us. I said yesterday um, we would be talking about this Colorado shooting. We would be talking about, of course, the, the the conversations that follow, which, of course, include gun control and include references to the shooter's race. I, I mean, this, folks, we are dealing with a group of people who are running this country, and I mean politically. And I guess I'll pause. Oz is giving me the thumbs. We're on YouTube. Wow, amazing thing. She just gave me the thumbs up on YouTube. Anyway, but this country, when I, when I say being run by, I want to pause. This country is run by you, me. Americans make this country work. Washington, D.C. does not make this country work. In fact, in many cases, this nation um, is in dramatically worse conditions and dramatically, well, it's in places that it wouldn't be if it wasn't for our leadership, and by and that's not the, the our politicians. How about that? And I, sometimes you know you just throw, but they're not they're not lead. Just because you're elected doesn't mean you're a leader. In fact, I remember being a part of an organization years ago, and there was uh, someone who was the president of the of the board, and the individual insisted that he be referred to, referred to as as the leader because he was the president. And I remember, <laughs> I remember at the time telling others that if you're the leader, you don't have to tell people you're the leader, folks. That's the leader is the person that people are following, whether it's the president of the board or whether it's just some person who has no title. the The leader is the one with people following him or her, right? And there can be multiple leaders, but just because you have a title, just because you have an elected position doesn't make you a leader. In fact, many times it makes you incompetent and a complete 
you make some moronic decisions if you are in Washington, D.C., oftentimes because of the pressures and all these other factors. People want to keep their positions. They want to stay in good graces with the media. They want to advance radical leftist policy and ideology, which, of course, only makes you look absurd because it always turns out to not be the case when real life, when reality comes around, when reality comes around, it has a way of smacking people in the face when they promote ideas that are contrary to it. And that's what liberalism is. Liberalism is a series of feelings. And it has become almost a contest for some liberals to say that, you know, that they almost measure, that they try to measure how much, um, how great they are by, by how much they care. And as it's been said before, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. We have to look at the results. We have to look at the ideas. We have to look at what actually what actually happens. But you run – Americans run this country. I wish Americans would wake up to this. In fact, sometimes when I hear people complaining about just the stupidity we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis from some of the, the laws and the, the way that, that government works, people throw their hands and say that's just the way that it is. No, see, I don't see it that way. And I understand at some point that D.C. is its own monster. Trump's revealed the level and the depth of the swamp. But I also understand that we elect the people – we elect the people that are in charge of the political – who are in those positions. And if we don't like it, it's up up to us to do something about it. Now, there's realities. We've got political parties and – the difficulties of you know folks who don't go through the political party system to find their way onto a ballot, and there's real problems. I'm not minimizing, but my point is is that they they might be the ones crafting the legislation, making the rules, enforcing you know enforcing the policies or determining where we go next. But it's our country, and we can we can take it back from these radical leftists. If we aren't distracted and and misled by the rhetoric, by the narrative, by this I care more than this person does sort of talk because it never produces any results. And that kind of leads us to where we are right now. So Biden yesterday in the wake of the shooting, in the wake of the shooting, um, said that it's time. It's time to act. It's time to act and to do something to stop this gun violence. And to the left, to the left, the way that you do this is you pass laws. Because as we all know, criminals follow laws dutifully. That is what they do. Criminals, of, of course, of course, the, the common sense in you would say, well, the reason, by definition, you're a criminal by breaking a law, right? So you become a criminal when you do something that is against the law, you break the law already. So the left says the way to stop a criminal is to make another law because they apparently won't break two laws, right? This is the thinking. This is so ridiculously stupid to me, but this is where this, is where this conversation immediately goes. When the emotions are fresh, right? When we don't even know all the facts, and we'll talk about this, we'll talk about how some of these uh, race baiters out there in our 
in our nation, some politicians, immediately concluded that the shooter was white because they needed and wanted this guy to be to be white. Why? Um, I mean, on one hand, I completely understand why, but in a in the sane sense, it makes no sense whatsoever. If you're a person who really cares about people and you care about um, just trying to solve problems, you don't that is not your first thought. That is not you. You, you think of the, about this in terms of just, just as a human being. Why does it? Why do we care? Why do we care the race of people? In fact, by the way, Senator Tammy Duckworth, Democrat, has announced has told Joe Biden <clears throat> that she's not vi- uh, voting for any more of his cabinet picks unless they're LGBTQ or racial minorities. So she's literally taking a, I don't know, a segregationist perspective. She's literally going to govern by racism. And this is, I mean, this is applauded. Senator Hirono, the lunatic from Hawaii, she's actually saying she may join Tammy Duckworth. So Biden and his, Biden has literally said the criteria for serving in my cabinet or even as my vice president is your race and gender. That That is the sole requirement for Kamala Harris. That's the only thing we've been told about why she's qualified. He said he wanted to, to have a black woman running mate. That's what he said. That is her stated requirements. That is still not enough for the radical left because they say there's not enough Asians that have been nominated. It's as though we've, I mean, we've completely lost our minds on these things. And that became, in the wake of this shooting, one of the first things uh, that many leftists began to discuss. Well, this has to be a white person, they said, because the only reason he was taken alive would be be because he's white. If he was black or brown, he would have been killed. This is what the tweets, I mean, there's lots of these tweets that say this very thing. Turns out not to be the case, but yet they still say that that's a justifiable position to take. Insanity. But... Before we get there, let's listen to Joe Biden. Biden says it's time to take action. It's time to do something. It's time to enact laws because, of course, again, criminals follow laws. In the mind of the left, this is how this works. And so we're going to craft something. And, by the way, Biden, uh, Jen Psaki, the uh, secretary that – or press secretary that literally makes no sense to me, I would say about 85% of the time. She's circling back. She's got to check with something she doesn't know, um, you know, that sort of stuff. And then when she does know, I feel more confused after listening to her explain the reasoning and the rationale and the giving us the answer. Like, for example, yesterday we played the soundbite of uh, her being asked if, if Biden, President Biden, had seen, maybe it was Monday, had seen the doctor after falling. And she said, I don't know if that's required or not. What's that got to do with anything? And then she went on to tell us how you saw him the rest of the day. Well, what's that got to do with anything? Just because I saw him, do do I somehow know? Does he look different? Does he have a radiant glow? Does his skin, um, does it it have a different hue? Does it have a pinkish hue after seeing a doctor? What are we talking about here? How do we even, I I can't follow her logic. But these are the things that we're beginning to be told by the left. It's time, she says, to potentially, 
whether through legislation or through executive action of the president of the United States, pursue some some gun control measures. And so that is where we are. And I want to play the soundbite of Biden saying that very thing. It's about a 55-second clip announcing that it's time to take some what he calls common sense gun reform action, gun reform laws. Here's what he says uh, pertaining to that. While we're still waiting for more information regarding the shooter, his motive, the weapons he used, the guns, the magazines, the weapons, the modifications that apparently have taken place to those weapons that are involved here, I don't need to wait another minute, let alone an hour, to take common sense steps that will save the lives in the future and to urge my colleagues in the House and Senate to act. We can ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines in this country once again. I got that done when I was a senator. It passed. It was law for the longest time. And it brought down these mass killings. The longest time. We should do it again. Mm -hmm. We can close the loopholes in our background check system including the Charleston loophole. That's one of the best tools we have right now to prevent gun violence. Yeah, it doesn't. He says we're still getting information. At least he's honest about that. But so, I mean, this is what I mean. They react with emotion, right? And they, this is all, this, what they want to do is sitting there and waiting. Some people... Um, even well, it's sitting there waiting for when there's an opportunity to 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 jump out there and to you know pursue this to to push this. And so when a when a shooting happens like this, they immediately jump into action and they say we're still waiting for information to come in. We don't exactly know what happened in this one, but so none of these things that I'm presenting as ideas or solutions may have any impact whatsoever. That's really what he's saying when he says this. They may have nothing to do with what just happened. They may have literally, none of these proposed solutions may have done, and they're not solutions, folks. They're violations of the of the Second Amendment, a gradual, well, sometimes gradual, sometimes dramatic erosion of that God-given right that is that is enumerated in our Bill of Rights in the Constitution. And so they say he says I don't know really if this is going to work or not. He's not saying that, but by virtue of how he's what he's telling us, we don't have the information yet. We're still learning things. We don't know if any of this would have even impacted this particular shooting, but the emotion that it causes, the emotion that it causes and it's tragic. No one will dispute that this is a tragic, terrible, awful thing. No one will dispute that. But the question is, what is the cause? What can be done? And why do people who are law-abiding citizens have to sacrifice their rights when they have literally never done anything, probably many of them not even getting speeding tickets, parking violations? Why do they have to sacrifice their rights because someone decides to use their freedoms in this in this way right that's that's really what this what this comes down to especially especially when you have no idea what even got you know what you're still learning the information you know the the dust is still settling here 
They thought the guy was white yesterday. I think it was yesterday, the night that they were, they were focused on the guy's race because they thought he was white. Oops. He wasn't Syrian descent. Actually, even not, not just a white Christian, but he's a, uh, someone of Syrian, you know, Syrian background, and he's a Muslim. Well, they thought, oh my goodness, I can't believe this. Now we've got, we thought we had a white guy out here. Now we've got a Muslim from, from Syria. We got to change the narrative on this really quickly. This is how they think. This is pathetic. They admit, Biden admits in the soundbite, he has no idea. He has no idea if any of his proposed legislation or executive action will do anything to prevent or stop what happened in this Colorado shooting in Boulder, Colorado. But yet he's prepared to do whatever it takes. It's common sense. He says, I don't need a minute, let alone an hour. I'm not even sure what reference that is. Doesn't need a minute, let alone an hour. Talks about the gun, the assault weapons ban from the 90s, which we're going to talk about that as well. Tell you what the NRA uh, what the NRA says about that through the research that was done in the wake of those uh, of, of that assault weapons ban. Maybe we need to fact check Joe Biden on this. We're going to do that. We're going to fact check Joe Biden on that after the break. We're going to tell you the truth because he says it stops this stuff. The research says that the the difference in shootings is almost non-existent. So we'll go through that after the break, but I got to take a time out. A little bit long in this segment. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back, by the way program brought to you in part by the Outdoorsman Shop. The Outdoorsman Shop is your one-stop sportsman store for hunting, fishing, firearms, archery equipment, and much more. You can find out more about them online, outdoorsmansportshop.com. They've been established since 1976. And their mission is to bring a high-quality hunting shop to the Greenwood area. Outdoorsman Shop, Outdoorsman Sports Shop, excuse me, dot com. Outdoorsman Sports Shop dot com. Be sure to tell them that the Todd Hub Show sent you. So let's get back into um, this this uh, gun, this assault weapons ban. Right, Biden says it's time to reinstate the assault weapons ban from the 90s. He was one. He, he apparently was the one. Now, he, of course, was involved. But he says, hey, I, I did this back in the 90s. It's time to do this again today. This is a no-brainer. This is common sense. We need to limit these assault weapons. We need to stop the use of high-capacity um, magazines and so forth. And it's time to do this. <clears throat> NRA, however, actually the NRA ILA, which is the Institute for Legal uh, Legislative Legislative Action, I should say. This is an article back from August of 2019. No, Joe, your gun ban didn't work. He says this, the, the article says this. Joe Biden has been out on the primary campaign trail working hard, maybe a little too hard. 
We got to let them know who we are, he recently told a crowd of supporters at the Iowa State Fair. Perhaps the most accurate of the qualities he used to describe himself and his fellow travelers were uh, was we choose truth over facts. Oh my gosh, we ch- <laughs> remember that we choose truth over facts. Thank that much we know, Joe. And while Biden's statement may sound like an amusing gaffe, the truth that matters to many in the anti-gun movement isn't the truth, but their truth. <clears throat> Case in point, Biden also recently lent his name to an editorial in the New York Times in which he claimed banning assault weapons works. He was, to use modern activist technology, speaking his truth. And so, in so doing, he was ignoring the facts. Biden claimed in his editorial that Quote, with Senator Dianne Feinstein, I led the effort to enact the 1994 law that banned assault weapons in high-capacity magazines for 10 years and that, quote, those gun safety reforms made our nation demonstrably more secure, end quote. The NRA ILA says this. In fact, the assault weapon ban championed by Biden in 1994, contained a provision that required the U.S. Attorney General to, quote, investigate and study the effect of the law with an emphasis on its impact, if any, on violent and drug trafficking crime. Thereafter came not one but two detailed studies commissioned by the U.S. Department of Justice. Neither concluded that Biden's assault weapon ban had any demonstrable effect on reducing violent crime. May I read this again? There were two studies per the legislation that were conducted and both of those weapons uh, both of those studies concluded that the assault weapon ban had no demonstrable effect on reducing violent crime that was their conclusion in the first study the authors recognized that banning assault weapons was unlikely to ever move the needle on violent crime given that firearms meeting Uh, That legal designation were actually underrepresented in firearm-related homicides. At best, they wrote, the assault weapons ban can have only a limited effect on total gun murders because the banned weapons and magazines were never involved in more than a modest fraction of all gun murders. Seven years later, the lead authors received another grant to update their findings. Again, the authors indicated that the ban missed the point. The assault weapon provision targets a relatively small number of weapons based on features that have little to do with the weapons operation, their report stated. They also reiterated that assault weapons were used in only about uh, only a small fraction of gun crimes prior to the ban, about 2%, according to most studies, and no more than 8%. 2 to 8% is what they concluded. That's, how, that's the percentage of gun crimes... Um, in which so-called assault weapons are used. And on top of that, most of those assault weapon uh, crime guns are pistols rather than rifles. The authors, authors also conceded that the ban had no effect on the criminal use of what today's gun control advocates consider the paradigmatic assault rifle, the AR-15. There has not been a clear decline in the use of AR-15s, they wrote, an assessment of Uh, That was complicated by the rarity of crimes with those weapons. Likewise, the author saw no drop in the use of banned magazines in crime and could not clearly credit the ban with any of the nation's recent drop 
in gun violence. I'm not going to continue to read this, but you get the idea. <clears throat> science, uh, science, Biden, the party of, of, of science and research, the party that's supposedly smarter than the rest of us, the party that's not ruled by what they want, but they follow that science. They, they follow it wherever it leads. <clears throat> of course, we know that that's not the case, but nonetheless, that's what they tell us. The science is clear. The science is spoken. Multiple research demonstrates multiple uh, multiple uh, studies, I should say, has concluded, and scientists agree that the assault weapons ban has little to no effect on gun crime in this nation. Quick timeout is in order. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in a minute. Thank you, Oz, for the warm beverage here. Sorry, I had a little bit of trouble with the clearing of the throat last segment. Not as bad as Biden still, but anyway, good to, uh, I think we've hopefully got that nipped in the bud. So we shared, look, this assault weapons ban, science has proven, science has proven 98% of scientists, as I like to say, 98% of scientists agree that listening to this program can stop and even reverse those effects of liberalism if you are a liberal who tune in. 98% of scientists agreed. You can't argue with science. I think 98% of scientists also agree that the assault weapons ban did not achieve its intended and stated results. And so, so that is where we stand with this, but that is what they're going to, to push. And, and folks, I think a lot of times, and, and we talk about this this aspect. Again, I, I touched on it, but I didn't spend much time because because of the, because of what they're trying to do with it. I'm just I'm reminded of Rahm Emanuel, and as terrible and as awful as it is, never forget that Rahm Emanuel said he actually said this: never let a crisis go to waste. That's what he said: never let a crisis go to waste. If there is something that has upset. Um, you know, people in this in this nation. If there's something that is is either a, a clear problem or a problem that you can get people to believe that's real, and you can use that to your advantage politically to get what you want done in in Congress, then do it. And it's awful to take that p- perspective because. You're basically viewing those that are affected by the issue as political pawns. And so for those of us who respond to this, we know that that is how the radical left thinks. They think that there is a crisis or something bad happened. The government can come in and say how terrible it was and that they have a solution to that. We have a solution to that problem. And if you just let us do it, we can quit this or make this, um, this, these terrible things not happen to anyone else ever again. And if you don't agree with them that you are uh, 
uh, part of the problem. You don't care about people who have suffered great loss. See, I, I do. This is tragic and horrific and terrible what happened. These folks should not be used as political pawns either to achieve something the radical left has dreamed about for a long, long time. They have this sit- – you just think about this. They have this sitting there ready to go. They've got their talking points ready. They've got their legislative agenda ready. They've got their list of what they need to do to fix this problem to pre- prevent it from happening again. But it, it defies logic and common sense. That is not how – that is not how the world works. The government causes many more problems than it could ever – actually solve that's why the founders if you the founders were geniuses folks that's why when you look at the constitution and you look at the the responsibilities that the founders gave to our government right these are the 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 constitution when you think about it is really a document that says okay here's the deal we are free we have rights government is not our god so we understand that governments grow, that governments have a tendency to acquire more power um, and to you know just do really bad things in the lives of people. The more government is involved, the more bad things typically the, – the more the, – the less freedom, the less prosperity that we have. We just want to live our, our lives. And so the founders said government is necessary. It may just be a necessary evil. And if men were angels, government wouldn't even be necessary, but it is necessary. So what we're going to do is we're going to say this is what we agree to. You have these specific roles and functions. And by the way, just to make it clear, we're going to put a bill of rights in here that lists some, not all, some of the rights that we retain for ourselves and for the states. You're not – the federal government is not on top of the food chain and the states are servants to the federal government. We have come together as individual states. That's why we're called the United States of America, and we have agreed to function within this framework, this framework that's uh, laid out in the Constitution. And so we put our names to this. This is what we agree to. This is what the government should do. If it does anything outside of these documents, it's stepping outside of the purview of its responsibility and authority. That's effectively what it is, right? That's effectively what it is. But yet government doesn't – it's it's amazing. It's an amazing thing to watch if you can remove yourself emotionally and just look at it, look at it from a distance. And you think the government doesn't do the things that it's tasked to do. It ignores those things. And then it finds itself doing a bunch of things that it's not empowered to do whatsoever. And people seek for the government to do those things because these politicians, these professional sophists – Professional deceivers have so have made it sound so enticing to people. If you just give us more power, if you just give us more money, we can fix everything. We can make everybody get paid the same. We can make sure that you'll be happy. We can make sure that your life will be perfect on planet Earth. All you have to do is just follow our rules, and we'll make those people uh, we'll make someone else pay for what you deserve. They've probably stolen it from you anyway. On and on this nonsense goes, 
But yet, as Ronald Reagan says, the most the nine most terrifying words in the English language are I'm from the government and I'm here to help because it never works out. It never works out. Bad things happen. Unintended consequences. Sometimes they're intended. If we're being true, again, never let a crisis go to waste per Rahm Emanuel himself. But this is this the, the things that happen here. We would make so much more progress, in my estimation, if we started as a culture and a society focusing on teaching character, responsibility, fixing some of the problems in, in broken homes, the tendency to turn to violence, just addressing those character issues head on and saying we can somehow legislate this stuff out of existence. And to hell, they say, with how this tramples upon the rights of law-abiding American citizens who want to simply exercise their freedoms to keep and bear arms. So a timeout is in order here. Sit tight. We'll be back here in just a minute. Friends, program brought to you in part by our friends at Spur of the Moment Creations. They provide homemade hand-poured candles and candle melts. They have 200 fragrances that are available. They have paraffin and soy candles and candle melts. $5 flat shipping, free shipping on orders of $50 or more. They've got some wide variety of flavors. You know, I remember um, in, in, in talking with Brian and Peggy, who who own Spur of the Moment Creations. Um, they they had done a lot of business with you know things like county fairs and things like that. But COVID shut this stuff down. COVID shut this stuff down, and so um, we had worked to find a way to try to help them. So check them out, Spur of the Moment Creations dot com. Homemade, hand-poured candles and candle melts, 200 fragrances that are available, spuroftheMomentCreations.com. So, look, we've gone through today, we've gone through today really the, I guess, the strategy, the tactics of of the left. And one thing I've touched on but I haven't spent a lot of time on is something I want to conclude here with at the end of the day, the end of the program, I should say. And it's it's... The response, the response from the left when they thought this guy, again, I mentioned this but didn't sink, you know, we didn't sink our teeth into it. But when they thought that the shooter was actually a white guy, they they assumed he was white. And you can see tweets about this. <clears throat> they assumed he was white because he hadn't been killed. And you think about this, that they, to go, the audacity the the total lack of responsibility to say, well, the shooter must have been white because otherwise law enforcement would have shot him. Folks, that you realize how disrespectful and how offensive that is. Now, they won't the the law enforcement community are not going to come out and complain about this publicly because that's not that's not who they are. But if you ask these guys and 
ladies who are involved in law enforcement, they're going to say, you know, Todd, that's not, there's nothing to do with it. We are trying to do our job. In fact, we've seen the studies. We've actually seen studies that say that officers, law enforcement officers take slightly longer. It's, it's not, I mean, it's, it's a quick decision, but it's, it's slightly longer to engage in uh, you, you know, the use of deadly force or to fire their firearm um, if that person is a, a minority because of the, because of this stuff because they okay if you if you're pausing and thinking I should fire but man if that's you know if I kill someone I don't first of all I don't want to do that but I have no choice when I've made that decision a law enforcement officer made that the decision to fire his or her weapon it's because that was the only option left to take care of the issue to to stop the threat to end this nonsense right and so and then they think that there's a, a a split second where they think, man, if it's if it's someone who's, you know, they're going to protest for me shooting, that makes them less likely to fire. It's it's a terrible situation. But Representative Elon Omar, I mean, she's others did it too. But she she tweeted up uh, she tweeted this: the shooter's race or ethnicity seems front and center when they aren't white. Otherwise, it's just a mentally ill young man. She's referencing the shooting in uh, wherever it was. I, I'm just I'm running out, running out of time here. But this is this is inexcusable behavior by by the left. It's predictable. It's 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 right there for all of us to see. But this is a really big problem. Law enforcement officers are just trying to do their job, and this sort of behavior, these assumptions, only fuel this and make this even a larger, more emotionally stoked problem inexcusable behavior by our politicians back here in just a minute all right my friends i wanted to go through one more quick this is kind of a bit of a housekeeping thing here but we did i mentioned we have made um, some I guess you could say changes to our email newsletter, which is completely free. And again, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to have to find a different place to consume this program, to watch this program, podcast, subscribe to the email newsletter. I down, I mean, maybe Facebook and, until they decide to do the same thing. But anyway, um, toddhuffshow.com slash subscribe is how you sign up for the email newsletter. Totally free. We're doing some different things. One fact, I just started a new a new column um, last night and yesterday. Well, we had one on yesterday's email and asked a friend, asked some folks, asked anyone who got it, you know, what are some ideas on some names? I haven't named it yet. One of my friends responded, the Huff and, Huff and Puff. Not very nice. <laughs> Jake, that's not nice. He was teasing, but hope he was teasing. Anyway, we're also looking at adding a Bible study for um, for free for those who sign up for the email newsletter as well. So not 100% sure, but that's what we're looking at. I got to go. Thank you so much. Have a great day. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.